NPR. This is the indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong here with Adrian Ma. It's good to be here. And Planet Money's Alexi Horowitz Ghazi. <laughs> what up, indicators? Let's go. Welcome to Indicators of the Week. Today, we are bringing you three insights from the global economy. The four month standoff between actors and Hollywood studios may have finally come to an end. The once popular co working company WeWork is filing for bankruptcy. And the U.S. is saving some money in zookeeping after shipping three pandas to China. That budgetary news you can use and more <laughs> coming up after the break. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at eTrade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. Indicators of the week. Alexi Horowitz, Gazi, you're up first. All right. My indicator this week is $1 billion plus. Plus. Yeah, that's right. That is the estimated value of the tentative deal reached earlier this week between SAG-AFTRA, which is the union that represents film and TV actors, and the big Hollywood studios and streamers. New and improved billion dollars. Billion dollars plus. It could be anything. could be a, j- a private jet in there. I don't know. The reason we don't know is because the exact details of this deal haven't been released yet. Billion plus is just how sag after President Fran Drescher, that's how she put it in a celebratory Instagram post. And now this tentative deal marks the tentative end of the longest strike in SAG-AFTRA's 90-year history, which, along with the lengthy strike by the Writers Guild of America that ended in September, has put huge swaths of the entertainment industry on pause for the last six months. Does this explain why it feels like there's nothing to watch on streaming for the past several months? Yeah, that's right. It's just love is blind until... uh... (laughs) Yeah, it is all reality shows, right? Yes, but this may be coming to an end because of this new deal, which, according to the union, has solidified a few big gains when it comes to actor pay and health benefits. That includes pay increases for everyone, including background actors, and bonus payments for actors whose work ends up on a streaming platform like Hulu or Netflix. The bonus payments for actors who are on streaming, that's a big deal, right? Because that was one of the big complaints I kept hearing about, that that the residual payments are just a pittance, um, even with all these shows that get really big on streaming or find like a second life on streaming. Yes, the Actors Union was actually going for kind of much bigger residuals package when it comes to streaming. So this seems to have been a kind of compromise. But there was also a big piece of news in the AI taking all of our jobs department. Because as part of this deal, Hollywood studios will not be allowed to use AI to create digital versions of actors without first, you know, getting their approval or offering some sort of compensation. 
Now, this deal is still officially up in the air until members of SAG-AFTRA vote to approve it. That vote is likely to happen within a matter of days. And so it seems like Hollywood is about to sprint back into full production, just in time to hopefully still be able to crank out some of next year's summer blockbusters. Oh, one last thing I should say, as reporters at NPR, we are actually members of SAG-AFTRA, though our industry was not involved in this dispute. And yet we still got those phone calls from Fran Drescher. <laughs> that, was, that was just a bonus. <laughs> that was the plus. <laughs> okay, from a big plus to a big minus. Adrian, what's your indicator? Hey, oh yeah, that's right. So my indicator is 98%, which is how much a share of WeWork stock has fallen since the beginning of this year. And it kind of hit its low point just this past week after reports the company was planning to declare bankruptcy. Uh, WeWork, in case anyone forgot, is this company that started in 2010. Its main business is renting out co-working space to freelancers or startups. And just a few years ago, it was valued around $47 billion. Yeah, it seemed like it was going to take over the world for a sec there. Yeah, I mean, like, have you either of you ever worked in a WeWork? No, and now I feel like it's too late. <laughs> yeah, I never actually got to go to one, but it always seemed like a kind of millennial daycare vibe, which I like. <laughs> that is not inaccurate. I feel like it's pretty spot on, actually. <laughs> this this communal working experience was not long for the pandemic era or, or even really the post-pandemic era because, well, demand for office space has shrunk dramatically in the past few years. And to put it in perspective, there's a company called Castle Systems, which tracks people's card swipes into office buildings. And they estimate that in major U.S. cities, the number of people going into offices is about half today what it was at the start of the pandemic. Yeah, I have not been swiping like I used to, I'm going to admit. Yeah, and I, I haven't left my basement <laughs> in years. Years, people. You know, th so, so this is a huge macro part of WeWork's problem, right? And meanwhile, the company's debts have been piling up. It has employees to pay and loans to pay and, and even rent to pay because WeWork itself doesn't own most of its office spaces. It actually leases those spaces from other landlords. So all this is why it filed for bankruptcy. And, and it's actually worth noting that the company's former CEO, uh, infamously this guy Adam Newman, is doing pretty well right now. Uh, so Adam Newman was actually ousted from the company in 2019 over concerns about his uh, his managerial style, shall we say. Uh, still, he got a pretty nice golden parachute, and it's estimated that he left the company with an exit package worth over a billion dollars. A billion plus, some would say. A billion plus. <laughs> uh, he's currently launching a startup called Flow, Ooh. Uh, which he claims will, quote, elevate the apartment rental experience, which... Not totally clear what that means, but this company has already attracted hundreds of millions of dollars of investment. So maybe it's uh, another chapter for Mr. Newman. Thank you, Adrian, for your indicator. Now we're going to move on to a distinctly furrier indicator from Waylon Wong. Waylon, what you got? Okay, my indicator is a million dollars. That is the yearly cost of a unique loan program between China and the U.S. that has come to an end, at least for now. This week, the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. literally FedExed its three giant pandas back to China. Wait, so the pandas cost a million dollars? Well, the pandas cost a million dollars a year. That is how much the U.S. was paying China to borrow these pandas from China. They were rent-a-pandas. 
Imagine watching that package tracking anxiously. <laughs> the charter flight was called the FedEx Panda Express. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> But, you know, this is more than just a story about some charismatic megafauna. You may have heard the term panda diplomacy. That's a term for the Chinese government program that loans out pandas to other countries as a symbol of goodwill. And the U.S. got its first pandas back in 1972 after President Nixon normalized relations with China. And uh, First Lady Pat Nixon received the pandas at an official ceremony. And I think pandemonium is going to break out right here at the zoo. Thank you very much. First ladies and dad jokes. They go, they go well together. You got to love it. So there were three pandas that went back. It was mom, dad, and a pandemic baby. And the pandas, the grown-up pandas, had been at the National Zoo since 2000. And the original terms of the loan said 10 years, and it kept getting extended until now. And China has also not extended loan agreements for other zoos in the U.S. So China's actually been gradually uh, repatriating its pandas. And now the only ones left in the U.S. are at the Atlanta Zoo, but their agreement runs out next year. So we could just be completely out of pandas by next year. All of this seems like kind of a bad sign for U.S. and China economic relations, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah, things have been on edge between these two countries. And President Biden is expected to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping in San Francisco next week. Adrian, I know you're going to fill us in on that soon. Totally. Yeah. Next week, we'll have an episode of The Indicator previewing this meeting of the presidents of the world's two biggest economies. So stick around for that. Which is to say, Waylon, don't leave your basement just yet. (laughs) Stay there for at least a week. (laughs) (laughs) I've got provisions. I've got provisions. This episode was produced by Cooper Katz-McKim with engineering by Sina Lafredo. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Kate and Cannon edits our show, and the indicators are production of NPR. When voters talk during an election season, we listen. We ask questions, we follow up, and we bring you along to hear what we learned. Get closer to the issues, the people, and your vote at the NPR Elections Hub. Visit npr.org slash elections. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR.